Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Printavo Print Hustles Podcast. I wanted to talk a little bit about Impressions Long Beach. This is a little bit different, not the typical summary. And that is because we actually grabbed as many different innovative people, executives or engineers or just people doing cool stuff at the trade show. And so we finally compiled all those clips together and putting it into this episode. So excited to be able to share it with you real quick. Four amazing partners. You guys know them. If you can guess the first one, send me an email and um, I'll send you back something cool. But if you can guess this first one, here we go. Ready? Have you heard of Multicraft underscore daddy? <laughs> Shoot me an email, Bruce Pratavo. If that was your guess, then I'm going to send you something. All right. If you need ink supplies or a daddy, Multicraft screen printing and digital supplies for over 50 years has been providing folks with top brands at competitive prices. And of course, as always, mention the Printavo pod and get an extra 10% off your first order. They are building a really cool Midwest training facility with a bunch of equipment that's going to be ready at the end of March. Very cool launch party. Multicraft daddy. Next up, Easy way. You shouldn't be spending all day cleaning dirty screens and you know it. Easy Way's line of environmentally conscious chemicals get the job done faster and more efficiently, plus cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. Now, what's really cool about Easy Way though is that they're there to help support you. Um, they have a great team. They work with a hundred plus distributors and they can help you with how to's, best practices, any type of question, reach out and give them a go. Thank you, EasyWay. Graphex Source. If you need a solution to help improve efficiency and reduce costs in your art department, check out graphxsource.com. And here's why. They help so many shops, especially that plug into Printavo, Inksoft, and now Graphics Flow, which is our sister company. They plug in, they can handle digitizing, um, separations, they can even enter in orders create mock-ups, all of that back office admin production art stuff in your shop and they'll plug into your workflow. So they'll be able to log in, they'll be able to do everything. They're a really great resource. A lot of shops um, use them and in addition to a graphic artist too. It's not always just an either or. So that's GraphX Source and you can always mention Printable Pod get 50% off your first vector, SEP or embroidery order. Last but not least, Supercolor has created an innovative new transfer to try out. You guys have to check this out. The peel is really awesome. Um, it's not as quick as before, so you can be able to really uh, take your time and not burn your finger. So <laughs> thank you, Supercolor. We had a really great episode with Mike and Rum, and they talked about actually the foundation of creating this next gen transfer. And their quote really is when you need transfers that are easy to peel, you got more confidence. When you have more confidence, you could decorate faster. We could decorate faster. You can make more money. And we all know time is money. So regardless of the equipment of which they tested this on so many different types of heat presses, um, but give them a try. They're super fast, super easy. And uh, if you want to learn a little bit more, go to supercolor.com slash super new. Make sure to use the code Printavo15. The 15 is numbers. Printavo15. That gets you 15% off your first order on Supercolor. Give it a go. And uh, they also have great support too. I feel like so many people came up to us at the last trade show and were just like, 
yeah, the, the thing is, is that even if things were goofed, they literally overnighted everything that we needed and they're there to help us. So love it. We love great partners like that. All right, let's jump into the episode. Tyler, Mr. CEO of Workhorse right. Products. Yes, happy to be here. Based out of Phoenix, Arizona? Based out of Phoenix, yes, sir. Your first trade show since? 2020. All right. We are here January 2020 and haven't done one since. It's so, nice back. to take a break, but it's nice to be back too. I'll tell you what, right on the money. Great to take a break. Feels good to be back too, 100%. I think everybody felt that. They were like, wow, we're doing so many trade shows and then none, I hanging say, out at home. Yeah, I will say this, as like 2019, 2020, there was seemingly too many trade shows from a, maybe from a manufacturer standpoint. No, we felt the same. They were all over, they were expensive, and I think they were, I don't know, maybe getting a little washed out. And yeah, you're. I think coming back now, doing fewer, it's it does have a good feel to it. How did you guys do last year? Last year was, was, I don't know, surprisingly maybe is the wrong word, but we we had a great 2022. It was it was surprisingly good for us, and I guess surprisingly is it was surprised me, I guess, so, but but a great surprise. So yeah, very strong 2022. What? Why do you think that was? Was it shops getting into and going from manual to auto? Was it shops adding an auto? What, what was? Yeah, it? Uh, good question. I think it was probably a, a, maybe a healthy combination of each. I don't know. I don't want to get too economical on it, but I think um, as as money was pretty, money seemed to be more readily available. Right? I think like people financing automatics and stuff. I think we saw a bigger jump of you know somebody who would maybe take a little longer to get an automatic purchase who was who was a manual or two manual shop. We saw a lot more people. I think making that jump a lot faster and. I, I'm going to say I think some of it was due to, you know, if you're financing, financing rates were very low. It seemed easier to get approval for, for money. So I think to me, money on the street was easier to get your hands on. You know, worry going now for it is a little bit of, you know, you've seen all the interest rates go up. So I don't know if the accessibility or the or the availability to money will slow it down or not. Okay, this year, you've got an exciting new product. I've heard rumors. Uh, any uh, hints, sneak peeks? Sure, well, I, I wish I had a sneak peek for you. I don't have anything, but I can definitely give you some hints. So we have been, we've been laboring away at a new automatic press to add to our, our line of, of equipment. So we were pie in the sky, maybe thinking we'd have it here, but fell just a little bit short. But uh, yeah, we'll be launching a new, uh, for us, it'll be it'll be a bigger press. We're going to start it at 10 colors. We're thinking of taking it to 16, um, and we're going to have that available um, maybe mid-year, maybe a little bit sooner this year. So, super exciting for us. And it'll probably be here then for next year's Long Beach too. We'll, we'll be well. You bet. Be great to have a couple of them here next year. What do you feel like was your biggest challenge last year? Are you still affected by supply chain stuff or what do you think overall? Yeah, 100%. Supply chain was, was definitely an issue still with us. Um, another thing we're still maneuvering through is labor. You had a lot of people that, you know, when COVID hit or whatnot that you had to lay off or, or left or whatever the case may be. We haven't felt it real easy to replace all of those people. So I think we... I call it, it's kind of a whack-a-mole thing, you know, just when you think you have a handle on your labor force, you know, and, and things are going great. Oh, you know, we lost a couple of people. Or you just, when you think the supply chain is back and you're ready to go, you get a call from a vendor and oh, we're out of circuit board. So 
So we had a little, I'd, I'd say, I don't, I don't know if I'd put it on one thing. I would say we still maybe, let's say, remnants or we still had a little bit of the hangover of the supply chain and the labor. What do you feel like as a leader, uh, CEO of, you know, a big press manufacturing company, you maybe are working on this year, like we're all trying to improve something. Everybody's a business owner for the most part here. Yeah, yeah. another good question. Um, so for me this year, um, we, we dabbled in, in a little bit of this last year. One of the things I'm going to concentrate on in our company is, is we're going we're gonna to try to revamp. Uh, wrong word. We're going we're gonna to try some new things with our servicing department. So we, last year we, we ramped up really well there. So we, we were able to bring on an additional outside service technician that will travel and do installs and stuff like that. And we brought two additional um, technical support staff over the phone. So I'm excited about that because I think now we've got more we've got more resources available service-wise than we've had in quite some time. So for me, one of the things we're going to tackle is, is, you know, how do we take a stronger internal base and, and get that out to our customers? Cool. All right. And then anything at the show that you've seen in particular? I don't know if you've had time to walk around yet, okay. but haven't haven't left the booth yet. Okay. But uh, in setting up, yeah, I think the show looks great. I guess maybe the thing you see DTF everywhere, yeah. um, you know. So for me, you know, seeing all of that, it's you know not being at a show in in a handful of years and then coming in, it's like wow, that stuff is everywhere. Sweet. Yeah. All right. This is Tyler. It's Workhorse Products, Phoenix, Arizona. Check them out for a factory tour, by the way. Take them up on it if you're in the area. Super cool. All right. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Joe Shoplin, we are here live at AS Color Impressions 2023. You, I mean, you look awesome. Oh, thank you. One of the best dressed guys here at Impressions, oh, obviously, no. from uh, AS Color. How's AS Color doing? Doing great. Yeah, doing really good. Um, yeah, we're, we're stoked to be here again after, you know, obviously a bit of a bit of a hiatus with uh, COVID and everything. But um, yeah, the company's doing well. And um, yeah, we, we're loving getting the feedback from directly from customers and, you know, um, just being a part of ISS. It's really, uh, really exciting. And you're the lead designer? Or what, what? Yeah, head of, head of design. Head of design. Um, so this is my first time to ISS uh, with AS Color. So um, yeah, it's great to be here. Okay, so the design perspective of a like wholesale and retail brand, like, w what is your day-to-day -day like, right? Because it, it feels like part of it is maybe getting feedback from customers. You guys obviously have the wholesale arm, you have the retail arm. That's a lot, it feels unique to be able to position. Yeah, it is. So we, we're, we're constantly taking feedback from, from the retail team, from our wholesale sales team, directly from customers, customer service team. And with everything we design, we're basically keeping wholesale front of mind. So uh, printability, embellishment, front of mind, making sure everything's well set up for that. All of our top sellers in, in retail happen to also be our top sellers in wholesale. So there's just a nice kind of transition through there. Um, you know, just the, the quality of the t-shirts. So it, it translates to both obviously wholesale, but also retail as well. Kind of pick it up feel it it's a nice touch point for the customers being able to get into store and, and get their hands on it so um so yeah the crossover is is quite organic really and um but i guess the the key the key point of difference being in the in the whole kind of principles kind of world is is keeping the embellishment front of mind so you got to work around that and you know build that into the, the designs of the garments themselves for sure 
I seen you guys have come out with some other cool products like uh, dog bowls and some keychains. Oh, yeah. So, like, do you do that too? It's just on the pearl side. Uh, no, no. So we we do all that as well. So um, that that was a fun exercise because it was really getting the brand out there. It was the first time AS Colors really done kind of branded product. Um, so the gadget range. So yeah, we kind of did some of the design in house and also worked with our suppliers on sourcing some of the some of the products. But um, yeah, it all turned out pretty good. Getting how, the brand name out there. How long is the process behind designing, let's say, a new style of, of a polo or a tee? Like, you know, is that like a six month process, a 12 month process? Well, what does it look like? The design side of it itself can be pretty quick. So once, we, once we've kind of landed on a product that we definitely know we want to put into the range and business is happy to move ahead with that, you know, we can design it and sample it up pretty quickly. And then we probably can get it into. Um, online or into our stores within about yeah six to seven eight months depending on the supplier so um yeah i'd say about a about a six to eight month process all up what is that extra you know the extra six to eight months is that the like making the fabrics and then sewing and all that or what yeah some of it's that some of it's been kind of covid related um logistical shipping stuff so i think it's just building in a bit of a lead time there which we kind of work to and then obviously getting it into our DCs and then out to out to the retail channels and out through our channels. So yeah, it just it tends to be kind of a rough rule we kind of stick to in terms of our kind of con concept to available kind of timeline. As a head designer, what what do you feel like is your biggest challenge? Because the because the brand was started in New Zealand by Lawrence, our range is quite dialed for the for the AU and New Zealand market, and that's where a lot of the kind of success historically has been. So so. Coming to the U.S. and uh, you look at obviously the range in the U.S. is a little bit different. The customers are a bit different. Competitors are really different. So I think that's um, that's that's a bit of a challenge and something to kind of really take on. It's like how to grow in the U.S. and how to how to continue to grow in the U.S. and really become a, a competitor here. So yeah, I'd, I'd say that's that's kind of front of mind at the moment. And then any cool new products you want to show, and we could we could even. Uh Whatever you think, something you're proud of, maybe? Um, yeah, there's a few things here. So uh, we've got a range of puffer jackets coming out. Um, this is one I'm wearing. Uh, we've got a vest here. So the, the downfilled, 100% recycled polyester uh, puffer range. They've got um, they've got print access through the hems. So you can get your you can get your embroidery plates and your printing plates inside. So they're set up, ready to go for embellishment and printing. So yeah, those, those are pretty exciting. That's something something new for us. Um, this jacket looks great. Yeah, the, the, the nice thing about them is um, you know a lot of the a lot of the things on the market in the puffer space are polyester filled, but these are these are down filled, so it's a bit of a point of difference. They're pretty they're pretty warm. They're higher pretty, quality. And yeah. Are you sweating it or no? Not yet. Not yet, but I might be taking it off soon. <laughs> and then the other thing we've got in the pipeline is a um, is a first first kind of range of uh, activewear. So these are obviously women's leggings, uh, women's bra tops. So we're kind of getting into that active space and giving that a try. We've got a couple of jackets coming out. These are these are fit for running and um, they're all set up for embellishment and printing as well. Everything's 100% uh, recycled, so all the, the the materials are recycled. Yeah, so pretty excited for that as well, giving the activewear a try, you know. Yeah, we've got some new colors and everything up the front here, so they'll be coming out within the next kind of, I'd say, within the next six months. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, last question. How do you think about, um, you know, focus versus adding more, right? Like, it's it's an interesting debate of, of kind of trying to carve a niche versus, like, you know, another style, another style, another style. Yeah, yeah, that is... 
That's a great question. I think um, I think we'd like to get to a point where the range is quite dialed and we know what the customers want, we know what's going to do well, and then we can uh, add, add newness by um, basically adding colors to our top sellers and, and expanding our top seller range through color offering. Um, not necessarily, like you said, just continuing to add new styles. Um, I think we're just trying to find a bit of a sweet spot and then uh, the range will be dialed and we'll have um, we'll have our distribution through the US dialed as well and go from there and then kind of land on something where we can just sit tight and you know really do well in that space so yeah I think we're still trying to get there especially in the US where um, you know there's a lot of opportunity coming from New Zealand we kind of got to get that that side of it locked in and then we should be good yeah. Sweet. Yeah. All right. This is Joe, head of design AS Color. Check him out. AS Color. So this is really cool new technology. I think you guys have been here maybe once or twice at Long Beach, right? Yeah, we've been. Yeah, correct. So okay. we've been here last year. Uh, we'll here last year. So Color Reel, explain what this like really cool mutant-like structure is above this yeah. Tajima. So, so our mission here is actually to save the world from ugly embroideries. And we do that by actually, we dye the thread instantly, digitally, while you are producing uh, your embroidery. So, so that's uh, more or less what we do. And by doing so, we reduce the amount of wastewater, since you actually produce here. Uh, for the producer itself, you have a, a library of 12,000 million colors hanging on top of your existing embroidery machine. There's no need to stock extra threads of reels. And for the customer, you and me, we can get designs uh, on embroidery that we have never seen before, that we have never been able to get before. So you take the best from the print side, the design freedom, and combine that with the handcraft quality feeling you get from an embroidery. That's really cool. Is there anybody else doing this too or no? No, there's nobody else doing this. So wow. we're the only one doing it. Wow, how long did it take to do the R&D and build this? Um, so what we do is actually, we, we dye the thread and it takes them two meters to hit the garment. Uh, and that took us 10 years to, to get there with the right color placement. But Really? Yeah. 10 years? Yeah, 10 years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, this has been a grand vision. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Uh, as we see it, we're changing the future of embroidery. Uh, a customer like you and me will never settle with that traditional embroidery once you see what you can get doing now um, with this modern technology. Unbelievable. What is the cost of maybe one machine or does it come in you know, fours or how does that work? So you can have this, this machine hanging there, uh, a single head, um, at approximately 30,000 US dollars here in the US. Cool, and then someone comes out, installs it, and sets up this whole rack and everything. Yeah, exactly. So then we cooperate with distributors so here we're together with Hirsch from uh, Tajima. And then we also have other distributors uh, that we cooperate. And they have their customer base and they take care of their customers with full service and support and installation and everything. Is some sort of ink too inside to, to, yeah. for the dyeing the thread? Yeah, so it's a CMYK ink. Um, it's a print engine from uh, Rico. So it's the same procedures as any other print engine you have. It's a, and then you it's load the art. Water-based. Got it. And the art's like digitized, loaded into your format to, to put it in? Yeah. Uh, so uh, you, use an, you use a traditional stitch file, any stitch file you have, and you add a color file to that. Um, so that you actually can get these kind of designs with any color you like and any kind of gradient or shading or stripe effect or noise effect. So we can make grass look like grass. What is like the next innovation? Like, where do you see this going from here? 
so uh, embroidery is our first application, uh, but the, the, the technology of dyeing thread like this can also, of course, then we we'll, we'll look at uh, knitting and weaving and so on as well. Okay, where can people learn more? See other videos, colorreel.com or? Uh, yeah, yeah, colorreel.com. Okay, just one R. Uh, one R, yeah. color eel, two, two, <laughs> two E, one R and two E. Got it, awesome. This is Sven from Color Reel. Thank you, appreciate Thank you it. so much, great, nice meeting you. All right, so Torbian jumped in, CEO of Color Reel, which is awesome. Um, we were just talking about the fact that it took 10 years to build this technology. Uh -huh. You know, what does that look like? Like, what is the R&D lab? Is it, you know, you guys testing a machine, building it, doesn't work, going back to the drawing board? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it started uh, very basic, see how you can print on a thread and make it working. So the first models were very simple, testing one step at a time, looking at the ink, looking at the drying process, the fixation process, and then start to build a system out of that. And today, the, the main R&D we do now is, is software development. So it's, it's more or less a software company, adding new functionality, adding uh, special features. And we also now open the interface. You can integrate it into any production system, the workflow in the company. So it's, it's sort of enhancing the digital process in, in the embroidery business also. Where do you see the ideal customers are? Like, is it a geography thing? Is it a type of work thing? Uh, it's, it's a type of work thing, uh, I would say. You have a small batch production. So if you're doing one at a time, or if you do five or 20, uh, that's very efficient. You have all the colors, you have the design loaded digitally, and you can have that uh, workflow. Or if you want to do special uh, design, very sort of, exclusive for exclusive fashion, high fashion, they are also very interested. And of course, uh, the US market is very interested for us because I think the, the, the style of clothing, interesting caps and hats, uh, sweaters, t-shirts with print, is also very suitable for embroidery. And we have unlimited color embroidery then, it's, it's a good match. So very excited to be here in the US. That's really cool. I see it's on a Tajima here. Can it be retrofitted to others? Yes, we work with, with the, the leading brands uh, like ZSK, uh, Tajima, Barudan, Melco, uh, also starting up with others. Yeah. Got it. And as the CEO of the company, where do you feel like uh, you guys are trying to improve the most this year from you know everything that happened last year? Yeah. Now we, we have now proved the technology and we feel like we are part of, of uh, this industry. So now we're ramping up the sales and, and uh, proving up in the market what, what a lot of good things you can do with our product. Yeah. Awesome, thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you guys, thank you. appreciate the time. All right, real quick, I gotta tell you something. This is really interesting and here's why. We formed a company called Inktavo. You may have heard of it, but it has three different brands right now, Printavo, Inksoft and Graphics. So we're all sister companies now, a big happy family. What we're able to do is Printavo's managing your shop management and workflow organization. Inksoft can run your website and handle online stores at scale. So running multiple different stores for fundraisers, schools, um, company stores and everything in between. And Graphics Flow is a brand new product to be able to help reduce all the back and forth with art. So it has a huge art library that you can put on your website so customers can see and pluck what they want. Plus, you can also be able to collect different ideas and send them to customers to approve as well. Really, really cool. Plus, 
in-app editing. It's like Canva, but specifically for shops. All right, check it out. All those brands are on inktavo.com. That's inktavo.com. All right, thanks. Hey, folks, we're here. Bruce from Inktavo with Justin Lawrence from... Oklahoma Shirt Company. All right, we're hanging out. We're at Long Beach 2023. Just doing a little chit chat. I want to see how Justin's doing. First of all, how did your shop end up last year? You guys got a pretty big shop. We did a awesome shop tour, by the way. We'll put a link in the description. Yeah, uh, 2022 closed out strong for us. We had about 16% in growth, which was awesome uh, coming out of COVID. I think it's just, it's it was really good to see our numbers. We started tracking our numbers since like 2015 and really good of like, this is how much it was January, February, March, April growth sales. And so seeing that like, the trend lines are the same throughout the months and then even COVID, like surely there was a little depression on that, but 2022 was kind of back on those trend lines and we're even more optimistic about 2023. Really? Okay. Was there any, so that sounds amazing. Was there anything that didn't go so great last year? Uh, yeah. The reason why I asked not to put you on a spot is because like, I feel like so many videos are always like very like corporate glossed over and it's like, what was the real thing that happened that was on your mind a lot? Yeah, we got into this a little bit in our podcast, our most recent one. As far as Oklahoma Shirt Company goes, I think that we could have been more aggressive, always could have been more aggressive with our outbound sales. You know, largely we're still in a position where it's inbound. You know, we're trying to answer emails, phone calls, walk-ins just as fast as we can. Um, our subscriptions continue to decline. You know, I, we could certainly invest. For the monthly. Yeah, sure the month. Yeah, the share of the month product. Um, and it's just one of those things that I think that as subscriptions become more normalized as a service, you know, and even as products, it's it's less and less taboo. And so people see like, oh, this shirt. So there's still, we still have a good base. I think we have three, 4,000 subscriptions still, which is wonderful. Wow. Yeah, and hanging on and, we're, and trying to introduce new lines with an OU shirt of the month and an OSU shirt of the month, and just trying to build, take advantage of just different niches that might enjoy being a part of a t-shirt subscription. That's sweet. Any products or equipment that you're thinking about buying this year? Okay. At the M&R booth, <laughs> there's this machine that we had, Jaren and I, Jaren's our production manager. We were walking in this morning. They have this like squeegee dishwasher looking thing. I took a picture of it. Hold on. Yeah, show some uh... This thing. I don't know. Like you put your sque your auto squeegees in there and then it, the lid closes and then it just quick clean so we've never seen that before i don't know it's probably 40 it's grand right here yeah it's over uh, there we'll, we'll uh, cut to that and then yeah but so that looks kind of just like i haven't walked the show yet but i i saw that and that kind of just jumped out at me so that's pretty cool uh we're going to we probably got to figure out how to do dtf in-house this year um right now we're you listen to steven's episode <laughs> Yeah. We're still in, boys. We're still in, boys. We're still here. Um, so we have a rigged DT. We took one of our DTG machines and kind of flipped it into a on-the-spot DTF machine that we're experimenting with. The quality is probably B minus. Uh, we like the ones, the transfers that we get from our other transfer partners that we order from. They're fantastic. Supercolor included. Uh, Howard is one that we order from. And then, uh, uh, what's it called? Oh, gosh. Um, fusion, fusion, and they're they're a little slower, but anyways, we're happy with the DTF. It's obvious the DTF is here to stay, and it has a place. We've we've essentially eliminated our 
like vinyl department, you know, so doing names and numbers and jerseys on the back of people. We're not doing DTG anymore. We're cutting very little vinyl unless it's adhesive vinyl for like windows or stickers. Or What's your thoughts on bringing in houses at a cost thing, a turnaround thing? Technology right now. Everybody that everybody that has one tells me they suck. And you, well, why do you want to bring it in house? I guess uh, speed. Okay, so turnaround, speed. Yeah. yeah, turnaround time, speed, um, and pr ultimately profitability. You know, these businesses are making money, selling you a wholesale product, and so if you can integrate, if you can get integrated that into your business, then obviously it's a profit center for us. And and it's something that we're ordering literally daily. And so if you're, it became like digitize or not digitizing, it became like embroidery for us. You know, most screen. If you start screen printing, you either have a good outsource partner. That you can you know send embroidery work to and it, when you can't get that enough and in our market oklahoma city there wasn't a ton of embroiderers and so we found that like the turnaround times are getting longer the customer service they're doing the best that they could but when my customer says i got to have this in two days and i'm beholden to another distributor or another uh, manufacturer i can't do that and so I think DTF is the similar thing. Like if obviously, not obviously, for us, DTG is just not in the cards anymore um, because the DTF technology is so good. It allows us to eliminate the pre-treater, um, which by the way, pre-treaters are awesome. If you need three of them, we have three of them for sale. We'll make you a hell of a deal. Uh, just send us a message. But the it's just so much faster and it's stable and it's a much more consistent product that our team can, you know, get a film and then put it on a shirt and then it's done. Hell yeah. Okay. Cool. Love it. Anything else that you're planning or want to change this year? We just started. We're in January. Yep. This is the chance. It's yep. a mental reset. Yep. Anything else? Yeah, for our team. All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> no kidding. For our team, we talked about this last week. Um, we have our embroidery. So our screen printing is good. Like we have our capacity. We're generally booked about two weeks out. I don't want to buy more presses. Like we want it. We we're doing, if anything, it's a shift, another shift, like a second shift or something, but our screen printing's kind of dialed embroidery. I think we have an enormous opportunity for growth. We have the uh, technology and we have the operators. Um, we just need to do better at outside sales and getting that going. Um, Promotional products is going to be a big thing where we're going to grow this year and DTF. So I was thinking about what, how can we grow our top line number without putting more on our production department? You know, so things like digital printing, uh, stickers, signs, uh, you know, vinyl banners, promotional products, uh, all those things that basically involve our sales team, customer care team, and our art department, you know, things that can originate and then stay digital and then we can order it and then it's drop shipped to us or our customer. Man, that's, there's so much room for capacity and growth um, with just intentionality and you don't really have to spend a lot of money. You know, we have the team, we have the talent, we have the knowledge. We just have to focus on uh, letting our customers know that we, this, these are products that we offer and we can do it for them. Sweet. All right. I think it's good. It's a wrap. Thanks, Justin. That. Thank you, Chris. Oh, yeah. We got Mr. Kevin Murphy. Okay, so I don't know how this is being edited, but basically Justin was just talking about how there's a beautiful shiny machine over here called the Quick Clean. What exactly? Explain this because he hadn't seen it before. Yeah, so basically it's a, uh, it's a squeegee and flood bar um, washer. Um, it's got a uh, final rinse to it, so it just takes any, any of the, the residue off, you, you know, that's done. It's doing about 72 um, blades an hour, and the current chemistry that we're using is a, is a Kiwo product. Very cool. Is this the first version that came out? 
Uh, no, we've got we've got four in in different sites. One uh, initially didn't have the uh, the water into it, so we've added that as an extra. Uh, but all of these now will come with like um, Umberto said, a foot pedal, you know, to move the carriage around for easy loading, and then maybe a, a beacon as well, just so you can actually, you know, see it when it's finished. You know, finish the cycle. Very cool. How long does the process take? We're estimating between 10 and 15 minutes. Um, so 10 minutes for the cycle and, you know, two and a half minutes to, to load and unload. So 15 minutes in total. Thanks, Kevin. No problem. Cheers. We got Mr. CEO, Danny Swim, MR Companies. All right. Hi. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining. Okay, real quick. Last year, how did you guys do? What was the biggest win? Oh, gosh. Uh, numerous big wins. Uh, we had a great year, and we're very fortunate. Customers were great uh, to us. Uh, our digital programs have really taken off quite well with the Polaris program. Uh, that's something that's been very exciting. But, you know, our core screen print is still very, very critically uh, a part of our business. So, you know, we're happy. Our customers have been very healthy, um, and it's been a really exciting ride the last 24 12, 24 months for us. What do you think, or uh, is there anything you could share for 2023 that's going to come out? Well, yeah, we've got a, a technology preview right now of a, a DFT machine uh, that prints and uh, coats both either dry or wet. It's the first hybrid sort of technology that's been out there, one unit as we, we understand it. It's probably going to be ready for primetime launch more uh, early summer, late spring, uh, but we are previewing the machine here at the show. Okay, and then the last one, as CEO, and you got a lot of other business owners here too, what do you think is something that you are working on as a leader as well for this coming year? Gosh, it's uh, making sure that our, our communications and training programs are uh, at a higher level than ever before. Uh, we've got new programs, we've, we've in, invested in staff for training projects. We've learned a lot during the COVID era, era about video and how to teach. You certainly know this better than any of us. Uh, how to teach well online. And then we also have a training school within our, our, our building in Roselle. So that's gonna be a big emphasis as well as just teaching our customers to how to run their businesses tighter and better. So cool. awesome. Anything else you see here at the show that you're like, oh wow, that's neat. No, I, you know, I've, I've been confined in the, the blue world here the last okay. few hours here, but I hope to get out and walk around a bit. But there's a lot of you know valid, good, strong, companies here and a lot of good competitors of ours and I'm looking forward to reconnecting with them after not being here for a few years. Sweet. All right. Danny Swims, you got to go. Appreciate it. All Thank right. you, Danny. Thank you. Right. I was walking by and we just saw uh, PMI Tapes booth and thought this was super unique, you know, just to have a booth. There's not many that unique booths, but check this out. Literally a booth. What's up, Andrew? We are just recording live. We just saw your booth and thought it was awesome. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, very creative. Wait, is this... Oh, okay, it's cool. Real tape. It yeah. just very visually looks really cool. Thank you. How's the company been? Been good. Yeah, we're busy and um, have the new double-sided pallet tape. Uh, it's a new product for us and it's been fun. Where can people try that out or buy it? Because I know we're, I believe we're handing it out at the Print Hustlers Conf. Yeah, but that's right. Where can they get more? We sell through uh, most of the major distributors around the world. Um, if you go on our website, there's a tab where to buy, and you can put in your location, and it'll give you your closest dealers that stock our tape. It's uh, PMITape.com. And you guys manufacture everything in-house, right? We do, yeah. We compound our own adhesives. We coat the tape five feet wide. Uh, the finish rolls are 2,000 pounds, and then we convert it all down and um, have a robotic packaging line to pack it all up. 
Where is this? In Noblesville, Indiana, near Indianapolis, about 20 minutes away. So if someone's around there, can I get a tour too? Absolutely, yeah. That'd be fun. Sweet. Yeah. Um, what is the surprising thing maybe people don't know about making tape? There's a lot more to it than what it sounds like. You know, I think... Just, dude, it's just tape. Yeah, Come on, why is know, it... Every time someone comes through and sees our place, they're like, you would never expect all this to just like one roll of tape. Uh, you know, there's so much to compounding the uh, adhesive and coating it and um, a lot of science behind it that you wouldn't expect. How do you iterate on tape improvements? Like, is that a slow process to say, okay, customers are saying this is feedback, we need to improve yeah. it. How long does that take? It takes a long time. Uh, it, the problem with tape, it's so subjective. Um, you could give one person two rolls of the same tape and say, which one do you like better? And they would swear hands down, oh, this one's trash, I love this one, and it's the same thing. Um, it's so subjective, and the hard part is, um, you know, if we're putting together a new product, some people will love it, other people don't. Um, it's it's a tough uh, kind of subjective product to put together, but um, but there's still science behind it. We can measure the adhesion and tack and tensile strength, um, so we can do our own testing. But the proof comes down to what people like. So, so there's just a lot. Like you must hire chemists. We work with a chemist through our adhesive supplier. He's a PhD in polymer science, and uh, we work with him uh, regularly. So he's in all the time working on new blends. So. Did you, uh, do you still have any supply chain issues with, with the whole process of making tape? Yeah, you know, we did uh, right after COVID run into some supply chain issues and... Um, what type of issues are like, what was missing yeah. or delayed? Getting the adhesive from Europe uh, was kind of the challenge. Um, we had to air freight in a lot of adhesive just to get it uh, so we didn't uh, have any delays on our end. So uh, there were like two months there where we just had to air freight in uh, full truckloads of 55-gallon uh, drums of adhesive uh, just to cover that gap. And Because uh, the boats were so backed up. Boats were so backed up. And then there was uh, a shortage of steel drums. Uh, there was a fire at the plant in Germany, a uh, shortage of different polymers. So there was just this whole uh, supply chain issue. Um, so since then, to prevent that in the future, we have another warehouse that we just stock, a good safety stock of adhesive and film and other supplies, just to not have any issues like that in the future. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Uh, any new products or innovations, things you're working on for 2023? You know, um, right now we're really working on the dual-tech pallet tape and getting the word out on that product. Um, it's a, a double-sided pallet tape, so instead of applying your own adhesive, uh, it's pre-applied for you. And it's a durable adhesive, so it lasts for several thousand prints before you have to replace it. Um, so we're kind of getting the word out on that throughout 2023, and I'm always happy to give out samples and uh, do anything we can to let people test it. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Andrew, PMI Tape. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you, Bruce. Thanks for stopping by. Jamie, Uptown Battleground, Washington. Thanks for coming. Thanks for uh, jumping on the video real quick, too. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, what is this stuff that you were learning? You just said you were going to a class soon. Yeah, so I'm um, taking the class, uh, taking your business to the next level. Um, we've been in business two and a half years. We're about to hit a million dollars. And I'm like, you know what? That's not enough. How
how do we get to five million? Wait, wait, wait. So, you started two and a half, or did you, did you buy a shop? I or bought a shop and a client list, and the client list was crap, by the way. Um, so we've built from the ground up. We're two and a half years in. We upgraded to Prince Havo last March, Damn. and uh, we're super close to a million, and I want to see how to get to five. Congrats on the growth. That's amazing. Okay, so what do you mean by the client list was crap also too? Like, did any of the client, would you say half of the client list was good or no? No, no. Um, I bought a screen print shop six months into the pandemic and you should ask questions when you buy a client list because they were all team sports and that's what was not happening during the pandemic. There was no team sports. The kids were stuck at home. They couldn't even play baseball or football or anything. So when I started calling on the clients, they're like, cool, we're not in session. And then next year when team sports resume, they're like, cool, well, we already have our jerseys from the previous year. So I had to go out, I had to hit the ground and pick up new clients. Um, and we found construction loves us. So uh, we have a niche and it's not team sports. The niche is construction? Yeah, we're, we're up in North County, so we're north of Portland in um, Battleground, which is north of Vancouver, which is a very kind of, um, what would you call that, like blue collar, right? A lot of construction companies, excavation, plumbers, and guess what they do? They replace their shirts every three to six months, so it's great for reorder business. We don't have to go replace that client often because it's reorder. Once you land them, you keep them happy, they keep coming back. Did you just cold email, knock on some doors, ask friends, referrals? I come from uh, phone sales, so I, I literally just show up. I say hi, I do drop-by gifts, I call them, like cold call them, like absolutely. Smart. So any samples, things like that? Yeah, drop-bys. I literally show up with like a little gift. Nobody gets mad. Like everybody hates solicitors. But if you bring a gift with you, they're like, what? Cool, what's in here? And they want to know your name, so. Smart, yeah. smart. Okay, that's amazing growth. Um, getting the five, what do you think that, what do you think that entails? I have no idea. I'm, I, I'll be honest, I'm pretty um, enamored where we're at right now. I can't even fathom getting to five, but I know it's possible. I just, I want to see the path. I want to know who else has done it. And I want to see how they got there. So I'm, I'm honestly, I don't know how to get to five, but um, I got to one million. Well, I'm almost, I'm not there yet. I have not gotten there, but we're super close. Um, we worked really hard. I'm surprised we're that close. Okay. There is actually, oddly enough, an article in Screen Printing Mag. I want to say, okay, There's there you five, go. Five million. Five yeah. shops. I was, uh, I can't remember his name, but there was a 23-year-old guy in there. And he started in his parents' basement. And I don't know, I would love to hear like how, you know, was it, you know, was it one big client? Was it, you know, the right place at the right time? I don't know. I would love to like learn more. Like, yeah. Is this your first show? Yes. If you can't tell, I'm a little excited. All right, awesome. Anything you're looking at in particular? Obviously the class, but anything else? Um, you know, like we've met a few people in the industry, so I would love to see a few familiar faces. I hope to bump into Matt here today. Um, yeah. And just, you know, just take it in. I want to see what's new, what's trending, what can we, where can we take our, our business next? Very cool. All right. Well, we're happy you're here. I remember my first show, I was like, whoa, this is actually really big. R has like, look what they're doing. It's, it's unbelievable. It's it huge. Is, it's awesome. I can only imagine how long it took them to set up. Okay, uh, your biggest channel, obviously growth, you know, sales, top line. Um, what do you feel like uh, maybe personally as a business owner that you want to improve this year? Oh, I, 
You know, um, I've been full speed ahead, which I honestly want to focus on my family a little bit more. So I read the book Clockwork, How to Make Your Business Run Without Mike You. Mike McCowitz. Yes. So that's my goal. I, my team is so rad right now. So I just want to like pour into them, keep them happy, empower them. That way I can spend a little more time with my family. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a hard one. Yeah. But that's an awesome goal. Yeah, but I have a five-year-old daughter who's extremely inspired. So she comes down and she tells people, all right, we got to make sure it's faster. So she's a little entrepreneur. Like, she's she's ready to, like, run business someday. So it's great to kind of see the youth get inspired by kind of watching their parents, like, work hard and show up and support the community. Like, the youth is watching. So I think it's cool. Sweet. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. We got Canada and Boston all in one. Close by. Um, color text, what's going on first? First, you guys. Hey, we're having fun out here. Just got here about an hour and a half, but it's uh, cool uh, cool to be back after three years, this frigging COVID stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to be back. You buying anything? Oh, yes, we are. We're yeah, we're in a shop. Like what? You bought checkbooks? Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. Oh. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're moving the shop well, in the same building, but we're moving from one end to the other. And while we're moving, we're buying all new and then get it, we don't have a screen reclaimer, so we'll get back into the screen reclaiming and everything. Director screens, uh, corners, all of it. You're going to get sales reps running if you say it a little louder. <laughs> that, that would be like for November, either November or early 2024. How about you guys? Shopping. We're shopping. Need a CTS. So. Is there one that you're eyeing? Oh, yeah. That Exile. Exile, okay. Why that one? Not that they're bad or anything, I'm just curious. Uh, honestly, the the guy who's been in touch has been the best sales rep ever. After Bruce, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Bruce is pretty good. He's pretty good. He does. He's got, uh, he's got a history of emails from me that are like the most annoying emails ever. No, that's not true. A little bit true. A little true. A little true. Um, what brands do you guys think you'll buy specifically? Well, that's more a Nick uh, question. Rock, rock. Most of my stuff's going to be rock for sure. And then I really look at the Exile unit as well. And then the pardon. You're gonna. <laughs> and then the, sure the floor model. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a little early for the floor models, but yeah, definitely rock equipment. And then uh, the Exile probably for the uh, dark to screen, and then probably Saudi for coders. Yeah. Um, how did you guys end up last year? Pretty good, okay, better than expectations, what? It started rough, because we're up in Canada, we were still closed at, at uh, early uh, January, uh, but ended like phenomenal, phenomenal. And then this year it's starting on a decent, the we're up from last year, so can't ask more than that. And you guys, like, do you guys, would you say, have a niche? Because you do a lot of stuff, too, at Colortex. Yeah, because we, 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 we sell direct as well, right? We, so we, we do all of that promo stuff as well. And a lot of it is done in-house as well. So we're looking at, like, an ink cup. That's a pretty cool machine that we can do UV printing on cups and stuff like that. That would be, might be another niche of, of being able to add to what we're doing already. Way up. This is a good, uh, especially the end of year, we totally got caught off guard and had a tremendous end of the year. Gonna spend some of that money. What do you think also this year, we've been talking to a lot of people, just as business owners, it's always like, all right, I could probably do this better, be better about that, or, you know, like, what do you think that is for you guys? I haven't even digested it yet. I'm two weeks out from being in Hawaii and just being sunburned. What? 
Do it was in Hawaii all... How long? Where'd you go? Oahu. Hung out with the Moxie girl. Yeah, it's the greatest place on earth. Yeah, Hawaii is beautiful. Yeah, you love it. You've been there. You thought about moving the shop out there or what? I mean, I thought about visiting a lot more, <laughs> right? Uh, especially in January. Uh, yeah, I haven't even really digested. There's a lot to move, like improve on though. What was the what was your biggest uh, not to put you on the spot too bad, but what was your guys' biggest goof up last year? Honestly, firing too slow. <laughs> but it's true on, it, it, at an executive level, right? When when culture fits don't work, that's what we've come to realize is like it's so important to make sure that the culture fit is right and you fire fast when it doesn't work. When you realize the partnership for hiring it doesn't work, break it right away. We've also fired bad clients on that stuff and as we grow and scale and mature as a business it's important to get rid of what's not working and, and what I want to implement this year is we're pro probably looking at putting the EOS operating system in place which is how to you know operate your business through the EOS systems and then just like delegating more honestly you know hiring more to delegate more in order to work on the business versus inside of the business because we're fairly big now but we're, we've still got our hands in a lot of the day-to-day -day, which prevents us from growing even faster. Yeah, no, that's it. They, they, you know, yeah, learning to fire either employees or like we just did just before Christmas, like a three hundred fifty thousand dollar wholesale clients that we got rid of. Why? Too demanding. You know, we do. We're good at what we do, and uh, they were just demanding, getting more and more demanding, and it was stressful on it, like on the whole team, not just on us, but the whole team itself. And we just decided, and then concentrate more on selling direct stuff instead of going through that channel instead. How'd you fire them? Did you just have a conversation? You raised the prices up? No, I just got an email I didn't like very much. And the email- oh, So I, you got fired up. <laughs> but I, I, my email back to them was, normally you wait 24 hours before you answer an email. Right. I waited, and then in, in there I said, I, I waited 48 hours and still I can't answer this. I'll, t I'll take till Monday and I'll send you something. So it took us like five, five, six days before we decided, but we just, and just send them an email. Culture fit, honestly. Yeah. There's a same, same applies to clients, right? Not all clients are good clients, and if culturally they don't fit, just like employees, like you're working with these people day in and day out, you wanna make sure that you get along with them, just like in your personal life, right? If someone doesn't, it's not positive, it's not, get rid of them. All right, Impressions 2023, don't fire up Luke. <laughs> <laughs> He's on edge. <laughs> No, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you.